The opinions and views that are expressed as part of this podcast in no way represent those held by American Football Ireland or the Irish NFL show. As always, guys, this is just a bit of crack, so please, no giving out. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Domestic Game Podcast, where we cover all of the insights and stories across American Football Ireland. We are your hosts, Robbie Caldwell, and I'm Kenny Dwyer. Let's get down to it. This week's episode of the Domestic Game Podcast, and I am going solo for this next segment. So this section, unfortunately, Rob can't join me. He is having a nightmare with his new house that he is uh, renovating with the lovely Neve and the uh, torrential rain over the weekend has resulted in torrential rain occurring in his kitchen. So he's busy with the plumber tonight uh, trying to sort that out. And uh, I think that we can forgive him that. And we can maybe accept that there are some things in life that are just a little bit more important than an AFI-based podcast. But anyway, that means that you're stuck with me for the next 20-odd minutes until I get chatting to Paul O'Donnell from the Donegal Dairy Vipers and the AFI board. So, I mean, I'm nervous. Uh, You're probably not that nervous, but um, I will do my spiel as best that I can. And uh, bear with me, guys. We'll get through this next 20 minutes together. So, for my first ever solo segment of the domestic game i am gonna focus totally and primarily on my first love in american football which was the kitted football and specifically those games that we saw kick off in the antrim forum last sunday so the ni razorbacks and the giants at the causeway giants go head to head that game finished a 13 not in favor of the giants By all accounts from the people that I was chatting to at the game, it was a tough game, tough first half um, with no scores um, being put on the scoreboard by half time. So by the sounds of it, it was quite stagnant, quite a difficult kind of trudgy game for the first half. Probably tough to be a player involved in it, probably tough to be a coach involved in it, certainly tough to be a spectator watching a game that there are no scores in. Um, But in fairness to the Giants, whatever you did on offense that that got those scores going it's working keep going with it um i think that the the low scoring nature of the first half look it's understandable it's one of those things that we have been away from the sport for two years going to be rusty your coaches your players like are going to be just going to be a little bit uh, out of practice and that's exactly what these games are for where it's like just helps you to to dust that off and definitely even in terms of starting the next season um the 2022 season which will please god be um a competitive season it's going to stand he not to be going into that with no football whatsoever being played in nearly three years do you know that um it's not just that you're building now it's that you're building for the next season too so I think it's great to see these games going I think it's great to see that um dust off the shoulders do you know if you are a NI Razorbacks player you know what you need to work on after that game you know there's no need to be disheartened by the score um not that it didn't go your way like you are already ahead of any team that isn't going to play any football this year and just to keep that in mind and plus you have three more games to go in part of this cup and I see no reason why you can't start getting those W's so um, look do you know what you need to work on I know what you need to work on even though I wasn't at the game <laughs> what you need to work on is your offense obviously because the offense didn't score um, an offense needs to score 
And if it is true that you have 50 new players that Rob chatted about earlier in one of the episodes on this podcast, and I hope it is, I would love to see that amount of players in, in the Razorbacks. If you do have that number of players, then probably the second thing that you need to work on is exactly what you're doing, um, where you're getting those rookies bloodied, you're getting them game time, and you're getting it um, in early and in, in a kind of non-competitive, friendly environment where they can make mistakes and they can improve and the little niggly things that need to be improved can be done. So yeah, keep going Razorbacks and uh, we'll be backing you all the way. Then on to the Causeway Giants who won that game. Um, oh my God, the reaction that we got from me after that game. I don't think there has ever been a team that has been more driven to win a game. And I put it down to what we were saying. <laughs> in part, in part, I am sure that uh, the drive that you have to win is very much intrinsic and very much the result of all of the time and effort that you collectively put in. No doubt, and I'm not taken away from that by any means. But I have a wee inkling that perhaps there was a little bit of fuel to that fire just based on the amount of messages that we got from all of the Causeway Giants players getting on to us just letting us know that they won that game that um this weekend and uh delighted for you lads delighted to see you doing it delighted to see how competitive you are how engaged you are and that you know you want us to know you want to let people know that you are there you're winning games you're playing football this year and I think it's great um I'm like not surprised I, I'm a fan of the Giants and as I said I think you've been a presence in this league since your formation and uh, onwards and upwards for the Giants from here. The second game that kicked off in the Antrim Forum was the Jets and Vipers game and if the previous game had been a wee bit trudgy and a wee bit slow to start, this game started the exact opposite because the Jets opened that game with something like a 70 yards touchdown on the first drive. So if you are a spectator or a player or a coach, um, involved with the Jets that is exactly how you want to start your season after nearly a two-year hi- hiatus from the sport um, it also when a game starts that way it sets the tone almost for the rest of the game whereby you've already dictated that this is going to be an exciting and electrifying and competitive game so um yeah like great opener for the Jets um big fan of the Jets outfit I have to say you know McLean your QB always been very impressed with him on game day also very impressed with some of the leaders on the team I have to mention uh, Donald McCluskey who I think is really um just a, a fantastic example of some of the leadership that we see in some of the lower levels of um of the sport there with the Jets also the Jets are a good not just a team but also a club have a great youth team and like that I've ref the youth team youth team one time and um that was a lot of fun and they were having a great time they were cheeky they were enjoying themselves and they were playing ultimately what was kind of quite a high-powered offensive um playbook I felt very fast on the ground a lot of passing um more so than than running and um yeah just really wouldn't be surprised if those wee 16 year olds that I uh, officiated there two years ago have grown into a fully fledged fully formed 18 year old man children who (laughs) ultimately want to drive that club forward and ultimately want to dominate in their league and um, yeah I think if the past performance is anything to go by I I think they will do that I am also gonna call it now even though there was a loss for the Jets this weekend to the Vipers I still see the Jets going and making that Donaghy Cup group final I think they're gonna go two and one and be there beyond that fourth weekend yeah I'm, I'm calling it now and and that's what I'm going with and if the other teams don't like what they're hearing you know by all means prove me wrong 
So the superstars of last weekend have to be the Donegal Derry Vipers. I just think that when you start a game in the worst possible way, not just any game, but the first game after nearly a two-year break from the sport, and you started giving up a touchdown, a 70-yard touchdown, I mean, and, and still to come back from that is a credit to the team. It's a credit to the focus and the belief in that team. And usually when you get that focus and that belief in a team, it actually is in every part of the team. It's in every player, it's in the leaders, it's in the captains and it's in the coaching staff as well as the admin staff and all the support staff in order to to get a win like that. As well, I feel like I have to give credit to Paul O'Donnell because that was his first game as a quarterback. I don't think he's even has that much experience as an offensive player. I mean, his experience is as a defensive end. So the first time that he takes a step onto that pitch after two years of no football, like on offense or defense, as a starting QB, a position that he's never played before, to already be down by a score and to understand and to know that, you know, you have to score now you have to score to, to win. You ha- you have to elevate the offense and trust that the defense is going to do its job in order to clinch this win. To do that, I think, shows an awful lot of character in him and in the players that are around him. So for me, like, I'm very impressed. I think I think there's a lot of people that are impressed. I'm impressed by this Donaghy Invitational Group Cup from start to finish. I think that the level of um, community and competition that we're seeing in this is really leading the way this year. Um, as well, like some of the graphics around it and the promotional work has been quite quite fantastic, to be totally frank. So, I mean, we'll be watching to see what happens. I'm, I'm going to call it now and maybe I will regret it, but I don't you know, I'm, I'm trusting my Vipers are going to see me through on this, but I am going to call that the Vipers will win this. I think the Vipers are going to go 4-0. I know that that's what they're striving to do. They are focused on 4-0 and this season, and it is, they're out for blood. That's what they're there to do. That's that's what they're going for, and I think they're going to do it. So I'm going to, it's only the, the first weekend, but I'm going to do some some power rankings here, and uh, at the bottom of the power rankings, I have the the NI Razorbacks look Razorbacks that's nothing to be upset about or disgruntled by or anything like that it's just work on offense start getting your scores and uh, start still chasing those wins you're still you're still ahead of every single team that's not playing this year and there's still there's still three more three more weeks uh, in this in this group cup then I'm gonna go against the the scores from last weekend. So I know we've we've two teams that are are one and zero, oh, but I'm gonna go for an zero oh and one team at uh, in second position. I'm gonna go for zero oh and one over the Giants. I'm gonna go for Jets over Giants. So in third place we have the the Giants. That one will be an interesting one. Um, Giants like your defense had a good day last week, and maybe your defense can continue to do that. Um, I will be interested to see how you match up against the likes of the Jets and the likes of the Vipers, who are good, good scoring teams, have good, good offensive uh, teams. That will really be the decider on your games going forward. 
And then in second position, yeah, I'm going to go Jets. I think that if ever there's a team that's going to come back to rattle the Vipers in the final, I think it's going to be the Jets. But uh, ultimately there at that number one spot, it is the Donegal Derry Vipers for me. And uh, and we'll see how, how the rest of the season goes. And that really naturally enough brings me into the next segment. So my next segment is a StarCast interview with a man who was recently described as achieving what Tom Brady could only aspire to achieve. The man is known as uh, the pioneer of doom within his own club. We know him lovingly as Pod. Um, He is the uh, defensive end turned starting QB for the Donegal Derry Vipers and current AFI board member. So uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Welcome Kelly, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to getting on here. This is it. And so um, will you just introduce yourself, your your history playing football in AFI and uh, just let, let people know what you're all about? Okay. Well, I, start, I started with uh, the Donegal Dairy Vipers about four years ago and um, started off in a, as a defensive end. I loved that because there wasn't really much thinking about it. You just ran at the man, got him, knocked whoever <laughs> was out of your way when you were trying to get him and uh, it was simple enough last year or this season I I wouldn't say drew the short straw but I decided I would help the team out with um, the, the quarterback position so um, I've, I've started training over the last 10 weeks as a quarterback and slowly slowly finding my way and had my first game on Sunday pass there and thankfully I'm not saying surprisingly or uh, we we won, so yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was well happy. And you, you won quite convincingly, and I'm probably going to throw a curveball at you with this question, but um, you know the the opening drive didn't go your way with the the Jets scoring that uh, seventy yard touchdown, and I'm just wondering what what you were thinking because you're now in a position where you're the starting QB of the club. It's your first time stepping out onto the pitch in that way. What were you thinking or what was going through your head at that time? I was actually looking for a taxi back home to Derry because (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, oh dear, this is not a good start. But look, uh, you know, we've been training for the last 10 weeks. The coaches have really drilled on us how important it is to just focus on what you have to do and just execute do you know what I mean? So that that's that's what we did as a, as an offense, and um, we got there. Second half, we had sixteen unanswered points. So yeah. very happy with that. Very happy. Very happy with my performance uh, individually and as a team. Because at the end of the day, we're not individuals. It's about a team game. We all have a certain position to play and a certain role to play, and everybody did it uh, on the the offense and on the defense as well too. They. They were a wee bit slow to start, uh, as you mentioned, with uh, the 70, 70 yard sort of run, which seemed to go on forever. Yeah. Uh, but they, they started coming around again, too. So we worked as a team, and the coaches had 100% faith in us, very calming. Surprisingly, uh, I thought they were going to lose the rag, and um, we got through. Yeah, brilliant. And it does. It, that's that's where you need your coach and staff really to step up as leaders. Because sometimes as players, we're we're too involved in the sport. We're too passionate. We're too close to it when things go wrong. Whereas your coach and staff just being that one step away and just almost being able to pull you out of your head and remind you what you're there for. 
Yeah, it just it just helps ground you and it just helps you focus again or refocus on the plan. What what we have to do, what we've been doing for the last ten weeks and busting our backsides, they actually did get right. So it's it's just what we needed. And yeah. I think the result speaks for itself. I agree. I think it really does. I, I have to say I'm ultimately very impressed by this whole Donaghy Group Cup. Uh, that you're doing I think that the four teams involved so it's yourselves the Causeway Giants the NI Razorbacks and the uh, Antrim Jets uh, I think you're really leading the way this year in terms of what you can do I actually think this you know we're in danger of an AFI Super League here (laughs) with this happening but can you talk about how that uh, how that came about well, there there was talk about a super league, you know, obviously in uh, in Europe with with soccer. So we thought we'd just follow suit. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, it it really was the having done nothing over the last two years. It was just a need, and it was a need, and a pretty desperate need to get out and play some football. Just as the same it is with every team, and 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 Ireland and the AFA, we all want to get back out. This was a golden opportunity for ourselves uh, here in Northern Ireland because of the, the, the restrictions, sort of rulings or relaxations. So we, we took it. And myself, Donald McCluskey from the Antrim Jets, Ben Parks from the NI Razorbacks, and Mick McCafferty from the, the Causeway Giants, we've been talking um, as clubs over the last 10, 12 weeks, now sunset. And been working very, very hard to get it to where it is today. And I have to say, you know, and I'm, I'm putting my AFI hat on here. It was a fantastic day. It was the weather was perfect, although apparently there was flooding else elsewhere. I think the sun sh- shone on Antrim for us. Yeah, yeah. The the floods is actually why Robbie isn't with me on this. Uh, his house is uh, unfortunately leaking because of the floods. So, <laughs> but delighted that it was it was better for you on the day. Yeah, fantastic. Everything was perfect. The pitch was perfect. It looked fantastic. Way there was a bit of a crowd out there too. The four teams all looked really really good. A wee bit rusty to start with, but. We found our feet, we got our rhythm and we, we sort of, we executed, we did well. And, you know, the, the first game really came through um, in the second half more so. And the, and obviously the, the, the second game was was probably, well, I'm not going to say the highlight, but it was... Um, it was better because obviously I was on like you know yeah, of course of course <laughs> but that's it yeah you know sometimes especially after a two year break well nearly two years you know you can understand that it might just take that first half just to get back into the swing of it um, do you think that this will be something that you might do in pre-season going forward that's exactly Kelly that's how we see it we see it as uh, whether it's the four teams maybe maybe there may be a few other added in we don't know but it's something and I think it's a great sort of format they have for pre-season to get the sort of the blood boiling get the the uh, execution get the practice up get the actual actual game time up like you know so yeah I, I think so um, we didn't have our sponsor paying a fortune for a trophy for just the one year so yeah. we, we hope to do it uh, a few years and maybe ramp it up a wee bit more make it more of a an event and more of a sort of um an annual thing brilliant love that love that idea i have to say that you know just as someone who follows on social media really because i haven't haven't been up that end of the country um in a good a good while 
it just comes across so professional I think that the even the graphics that have been done on it and all the sponsors that are involved really is showing showing what you can achieve in in a season that is a friendly season you've you've brought competition to it yeah well you say friendly those are obviously in inverted commas uh yeah it's friendly of course it's friendly yeah except when the whistle when the whistle goes the the, the friends but ends uh the, the focus on let's knock your man under the ground or let's get the ball in his hands or whatever but then obviously with the final whistle we're all friends again we all we all and i think we spoke about this before it's a wee community we have we are very unique we're very niche i suppose in the, in the whole country and what makes us different apart from they're all a wee bit mad a wee bit sort of unhinged um we uh have a common sort of love and passion for the game and we just love playing the game it's as simple as that it's true. I think it's a common thread with everybody that's involved in American football in Ireland is that you do just have to be just a little bit insane. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's interesting as well because we had Johnny Kyo on the second podcast and he said that about the Kildara Crusaders that, you know, they come in and in the huddle they always say family because that's what it is. That's the vibe that we have. I think that... um even within within your own team, you're going to have that because you have linemen there, let's say, O-linemen that are physically putting themselves in the way of harm to protect you as a QB. And then as a QB, you know, you have to do your job and get the ball to the person who's supposed to get the ball, you know, whether that's a wide receiver or running back. And then that person who connects on that ball and, and gets it, they have to be aware that that ball went through at least three hands or two hands to get to them at that stage and they have a job to do as well and it's just that kind of mutual recognition and respect of all the different parts of this very aggressive game of chess that we're all playing. And and that's that's the thing exactly. The O-line, they're the guys that, that the sort of the silent heroes essentially. Nobody, you don't really hear a lot about O-line. The, if those guys aren't on the, on their job, I can't throw the ball. The, the running backs can't get through. Do you know what I mean? So fair play to, to all the guys. You know, we have on our line, we have Darren Donaghy, we have Brandon Smith, we have Connor McIntyre, we have Owen Brady. Um, and I'm, I know I'm going to forget somebody, Busty, uh, Darren Quinn. So it's, it's all good. And I do apologize if I forgot somebody. That's what we do in, in research is say a few names et al. And that means everybody else as well. That'll do. Uh, Michael Gallagher. Michael Gallagher. Go on. Go on, Michael Gallagher. You, we got you there in the end. And um, yeah, it's true. Like the O-line, I mean, and D-line, they're, the linemen, they are the, the bloodline of, of every American football team. It just, it cannot be done without them. And sometimes wins and losses are, are met on those lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And speaking just yourself, you're a former uh, lineman yourself, and I'm very conscious that uh, many of the players across American Football Ireland do this, where they rotate from position to position to position. But I nearly can't think of two positions that are so different, uh, you know, a, a defensive end and a, a quarterback. So what were the challenges that you faced in making that transition and and what advice would you offer to another player who's thinking of doing a, a similar move? Well, the, the advice would probably be the most sensible advice is don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I, I love it. I, have to, I just love playing the game. Um, 
it's two different positions. You do two different mindsets. Say one mindset on the line is get that man, get that quarterback, uh, get through that man, and you know whatever it takes to get there, and you'll do it. The quarterback is you need to know everything. You, you need to think about position. You need to think about the mechanics of throwing. You need to think about uh, position on the field. You need to think about uh, am I going right or am I going left? Or you're looking at the, the, the defense in front of you thinking are they heavy left, heavy right? You know, where are we at? Is that man free? Can I pass this guy? There's so, so much. Um, then you have to try and keep a sort of level head as well too because obviously you're the leader. You're trying to keep control and sort of be the one voice and the, the uh, huddle. So it's it's difficult. But do you know what? I think it's the passion, you know, of having those guys around you, having the whole team. I'm not saying reliant on you, but they do look to you to a certain extent. They actually they lead and, and sort of um, drive drive the team forward, like you know, and it has a knock on effect to the the, the defense as well too. Uh, so it's it's probably I wouldn't say the most important position. It's one of the most important positions. Uh, I would agree from Sunday past that if I didn't have the old line in front of me, like I had a lovely clean jersey, and that's not to try and wind up the the Antrim Jets if we play them again, but. It was very, it was a very clean, very um, quiet day from a a, a a sort of contact position for myself. Brilliant. That's as a quarterback. That's that's the best you can ask from your old lineman is just to have loads of time in the pocket, just be able to chill out there for two or three seconds. Just makes uh, all all the difference. And um, then I suppose it's going to ask you know how do you like your chances for this for this cup? Well, look, we're all competitors. We all we don't like losing. We all want the one. I honestly believe we can do the four zero, um, get to the final, which will be in Derry on the fifteenth of August. Um, yeah, I, I I'm feeling confident. You have to feel confident. Yeah. If you don't feel confident, you don't believe you're going to win. You know, it's about the belief. Our our head coach, Gareth Gordon, said it's about believing. Believing in yourself, believing in the guy standing beside you, looking at that guy in the face and knowing he'll do all he can. They they protect you or they put him not to be too dramatic, put his life on the line for yourself. And th- that's the sort of the camaraderie, that's the 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 bond that, that, that all teams have and all players have. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's absolutely true you know the belief happens before any win does Joe that is always the first step to winning is always believing that you can yeah so I mean it sounds like you have a a great culture in your group I actually um was doing a bit of recording for this podcast before I came on to this interview and that's something that I I feel from you is that you have this belief and that the belief that you can do this for and oh I think I believe you can do it as well um, I'm kind of backing you. I have you the top of my power rankings at the minute, and uh, Good. you know the the belief. It nearly, it has to be in every single person involved. It has to be in the players, the coaches, the support staff, the administration staff. Like everybody has to believe. So, what what is the culture like in in the Vipers? Am I right in saying it's there? It's there, hundred percent. And Gareth Gordon, the head coach. Darren Brown, the the OC, he they they and all the other coaches as well too. Jason Brock, the quarterback coach, he's he's been working with me 
a hell of a lot uh, for the last ten weeks, and not not just on the mechanics, not just on the sort of the uh, the, the nitty gritty of things, but on you know how you're thinking, you know, have confidence in yourself, and that's something that that all the coaches are instilling, and every member of the team. We have a few rookies in there this year who've never played before, so that confidence and that sort of belief in themselves and then everyone else around them, it's it's key, and that's that's it's drilled on this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And Sometimes you don't see the wood for the trees until you actually you go under the forest. If if, they, if that's yeah. the right way to put it, if you go running into the forest, like full <laughs> exactly, <force>. I, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And you just happen to have an American football in your in your right arm, whatever. Exactly. I think that's how we play the sport. <laughs> uh, partly so. I uh, partly so. I. Uh, um, but no, fantastic. Absolutely different sort of ethos, different sort of culture, and and the the club. We've really really worked on it. Um, and I think that's been pushed by every club yeah, because of COVID, because there has been that break and has been that sort of um, time where we're, we're sitting around in our hands and thinking, what are we going to do? You know, we don't have American football. We need to do something um, that's doing my head and stuck in the house here. I can't go for a pint. I can't do this. And it's just a great release. And it's, it's a great yeah. way of unifying everybody and bringing everybody together fantastic absolutely absolutely and then um you touched on every single club and unifying people together so i'm gonna naturally move over to your role within afi so for anybody who doesn't know um paul o'donnell is one of the um board members uh in in america football ireland and you have been there for is this your second year this is my second year now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how I, I know you best. I mean, most people know you probably as a player, like, but for me, it's our work together on, on the board. And so yeah. I just want to give you the chance to talk about some of the work you've been doing. Um, I'll let you tell that. Obviously, I know the work that you're doing and also where you feel American Football Ireland is, is going. Well, so most of the work that more recently, um, I've been working along with yourself and a few other guys on the recruitment drive that we have to get the AFA to where we want it to be. And what we need for that is a good, strong foundation of of directors around coaching, around development, around uh, communication, around web. Do you know what I mean? Um, We have a new commissioner. Do you know what I mean? Aaron Brown. So, and it's it's just giving it a a new sort of approach, a a different look. Um, And I think we need that. We went through a stage over the last few years where it was tough and we were trying to sort of reform ourselves or, or re sort of find ourselves. I do believe we found that now and we're moving forward with the, the, the right guys in place. Um, the yeah. likes of Aidan McGuire driving it on. Fantastic. We've all got the right attitudes and we've all got a goal. We've got a, a five year plan and a, a sort of focus of where we're going to go. Personally, I think it's fantastic and I can see this the whole thing going really, really big. Really, really big. It's it'll go as far as or as big as you want it to go. And I think we have the right people now. Um and the, the, the board itself and then the sort of the management side and the director side of stuff, they take it to where we want to go. Like we have this year we've we've brought on uh Hope Three Football. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So Ron Woodson, like a, an NFL superstar. Do you know what I mean? That That's helping develop the skills that we have because we have skills and we have talents. We just need to tap it and sort of focus it in the right direction. And I think that's going to help too. You know, the development of the the, uh, the Wolfhounds um, nationally and globally, 
even the even the combine there last year. We have a guy, Chad Higgins, who's actually been called back to the um, the Wolfhounds training now in August. So that's Brilliant. that's the first time that they've done that. I, I believe where it's somebody outside of the the SBC. So it just shows that there's talent all over the country, yeah. um, and that the coaches and you know the Kieran O'Sullivan's, the Dara Farrells, they have the 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 insight and the knowledge. And Steve Archibald's, you know. They, they, they know there's talent out there. They're trying their best to find it, to get everybody included. And, yeah, and that, yeah. they help grow the whole game, like, you know. But in the long term, like, we have, next year we have the, the, the college game coming to Dublin. We're working alongside the, the company bringing that to, to Ireland. So great, great opportunities coming about. We've yeah. flag developing. We've youth developing. It's all going the right direction, and it's it's really starting to pick up momentum now. So I'm I'm really excited about where it's going to go, and I, I just I'm can't really wait. Excited. Do you know I'm what I mean? Really I'm really excited as well. Yeah. I just hope I'm around long enough. To... <laughs> Not exactly the the the, the spring chicken. If you have, if you haven't retired at this stage, I don't think it's ever going to happen. We'll be 20, 20 years down the line. You'll still be driving this association forward. <laughs> I know. We'll see. We'll but, see. Um, one of the things from working with you on the board that, that strikes me about the way that you work is you're the type of person who just gets stuck in. You know, you're a great doer. They're, funny enough, there there's, you don't, there are some people who like to talk, like to whatever, but you kind of almost talk less and do more. That uh, And to just give context to that, for anybody who is listening who doesn't know the amount of recruitment that we've done recently, check out the uh, American Football Ireland socials and the American Football Ireland website. Paul almost does himself a discredit talking about it there because he says, oh, I did this and with the help of everyone. And yes, everybody did help. But Paul, you were the main person on that project driving it forward. And this is the thing that people on the outside of the board couldn't possibly see. You know, it's only when we talk about it like this. So um, my question is that you're a great doer. And were you always that way? Is that always the way you've been? Um, You can can ask a few exes of mine. They might tell you otherwise. (laughs) We'll not, we'll not get onto that. That's that's old old history. The 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 counselling the counselling's working. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, and I said it before. It's the passion. It's the, the the vision. Having that vision and having a positive vision for the future. That's what drives you on. That's what knows that makes you realise that you know you have to do this. It's it's for myself. It's for everyone else. It's for the the community we talked about. It's for everyone in, in Ireland. Not to sound like some sort of drama queen here, but you know, if if we can all do and we can sort of translate that passion or that sort of drive that we have and actually do stuff and take it forward, everybody's going to benefit from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's an age thing. You know. Uh, you have to get things done. You have to apply yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. So, you know, and if you want something bad enough, you, you'll do what you have to do. That's it, as simple as that. And and passion is so infectious. You know, it's so, it's so, um, if you're working with someone who's passionate about what, what they're doing, you're more likely to be passionate about what they're doing. All right. And, Look, I think that's nearly, I think that's nearly all of my questions. The only thing that I've, it's more of a comment than an actual question is that it's so good to get you on the podcast to, to talk about not just how well everything is going with the Donegal Dairy Vipers, but also your role in AFI, because I'm very aware that uh, some of the members 
they don't know the board members all that well or all yeah. that personally and I think that it's such a great thing for them to hear you talk about yes your your board membership role but also you as a player you know yeah. and and how normal you are as a board member you know that you want the same things that any player playing in American football wants and that's just for the sport to develop and that you're passionate about it that you're passionate about it on every level in terms of playing it uh, winning uh, I think you're the chairperson of the Donegal Derry Vipers as well chairperson as well yeah and um and then the the board as well so you're very much driving it forward yes in terms of the ngb but also in terms of grassroots too which is where most people in american football ireland are driving this sport forward is in the grassroots yeah and it's it's so important because you know and it's that this is why flag and youth is as important for every team to be trying to jump on that bandwagon, look at you know the talent that they have locally, and move it up forward. Because at the end of the day, I'm 49 years old, and obviously I'm not. I'm going to last maybe another 10 or 15 years, possibly. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. Uh, so we need the youth coming through. So this is why it's important. Like the the work that Bill Doherty do, is doing is fantastic. Yeah, big fan. We're talking about passion unbelievable passion that man has they, they help develop that and I think even with ourselves and the Vipers it was only last year that we acted on it we talked about it for about two years before that but didn't actually do it and you know the support that we got from the the, the league from Bill was unbelievable and actually made the transition to add youth to our sort of um, teams set up it made it so much easier like so I, I would encourage all teams they consider that and even if it and I think Bill mentioned this before even if it's a case of there's a team that's local to you or, or sort of a neighbour or whatever that maybe has half a team and you have half a team try and amalgamate the two together and you'll get some sort of football because it's going to help with the, the, the development of the senior league even with flag do you know what I mean and that's where we have to be to get to where we want to go do you know to be that sort of um, maybe not top 10 but top 20 sort of team in, in the world and Europe or whatever you know so yeah, yeah. And it, it's just going to benefit everything as, as, as one thing moves forward as one thing becomes more visible other sort of opportunities start showing themselves that's that's what I find yeah. like you know and, and I do I do think that we can get to the top 10 and um, I think we were ranked before uh, you know I can't remember if it was 7th or 13th in, in Europe and so it's it's that it's about staying ranked and it's about kind of um, increasing those rankings and like that you're just right you do that by supporting the yeah. youth programs do you yeah. know and the the grassroots supporting the clubs and it's brilliant to know that if any of the clubs are interested in getting involved in youth contact Bill do you know con- just yeah. reach out to him and he will guide you through what you need to do it's not for you to do every little step of it it's just access those supports and those resources because they are there for you. Hundred percent. It's there. Yeah. It's there to use it, and you know, it's maybe being aware of it first and foremost. It is there, uh, and you know, Bill is dying for people to ring him. Um, <laughs> Bill might kill me for saying this, but you know, give Bill a ring if you have any. If you're even thinking about going <laughs> on the youth football, Bill is the man. Like you know, and I'm I'm not building him up here too much. I don't think he really knows what he's doing, and he really wants to get this thing driven on. And look, from what I understand, obviously. I'm probably at that age where I'll have grandchildren coming on the youth very soon. Which is great. That's what, that's what it's for. <laughs> you know, 
poor Bill now is he's gonna have to turn off his phone I'd say when this comes out he'll get 20 calls hopefully <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully so yeah hopefully, hopefully so. so is right yeah yeah and uh so I was gonna ask then uh who's next on the on the Vipers hit list on the Vipers hit list, we now have on the, the 18th of July, we play the NI Razorbacks up in Belfast and New Forge. And uh, that be the afternoon game. The, the morning game will be the, the Giants versus the, the Jets. So another two fantastic games coming up. Um, yeah. After that, then we're we're going to the 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 roadshow, as we'll call it, is going to Armoy up in uh, County Antrim for the the Giants new pitch. They've they've sort of helped develop that too. Mick McCaffrey's done a lot of good work on that. Um, so we'll be playing the Giants in the afternoon. That's on the first of August, and uh, the Jets play the the Razorbacks in the morning as well, and then. Basically, based on that, I suppose it's like a table. Uh, whoever's top of the table and second will play in the final then, which is on Derry and uh, Prahan playing fields on the Sunday the 15th of August. Uh, and then third and fourth place in the, the legal play in the morning as well too. So we have a lot of big things coming up. Um, hopefully we might have a, f- a special guest or two coming along to Derry. Oh, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But look, as you said, Kelly, keep an eye on the social media. We're, we're trying yeah, to drive yeah. it and push it through. And, you know, any support or any any sort of help from yourselves. We, may, we might even get two chairs for you and Robbie to come up. Oh, we'd be there. 100% we'd be there. Do you know? But, but I want, you know, I want the big shebang now if we're going to go. Like, do you know, I want the chairs. I oh. want the gazebo. I want, you know, one of those hats. Yeah. That one of those beer yeah. hats, you know, with the little straw yeah. that I don't even have to oh, like, reach. You know, that it just... No, listen, do you know what we'll do? We'll get you one of those hats with two straws. Because we, we don't do th- yeah, we don't right. do things in half up in Derry. We do it. We do everything hundred percent right. And I'll even get something for Robbie. I don't know what. Get him dressed up in a cheerleader's outfit or something. I don't know. <laughs> they keep him keep him fresh. <laughs> and, um, great, brilliant. All oh, mental images for days here now. Yeah, um, too many, too many, too, too many. many. Scary, scary. So for I was going to ask if uh, I am an aspiring. American footballer located in the Donegal Derry vicinity. Where where are you training? How can I find you? At the minute, we're training in Grey Steel and the the Vale Centre, and that's on a Sunday. Obviously, the next that'll be this Sunday. Then we have a game the following Sunday, so it'll be every other Sunday um, from ten until one. Uh, so good hard session, good crack as well too. It's a great bunch of guys. Um, so come along, check us out on Facebook, on Derry, Donegal Dairy Vipers, uh, on our website, ddvipers.com. And of course, you know, if you're not sure um, who we are or what we are or what's available and then you're not in the Donegal Dairy region, you're anywhere else in, in, in Ireland, jump onto the uh, AmericanFootball.ie, the AFI website, and they'll soon let you know where your local sort of team is and come out and support us and try it out. It's something I can promise you and guarantee you'll love it. There's a position for everybody. We're you know all shapes and sizes, uh, all sorts of skills and talents and fitness levels and that sort of stuff. Come along and look, it's great. It's great. 
Just a pair of boots and gum shields as well. Don't be worrying about any equipment. Pair of boots and equipment. gum shields, aye. Yeah, and, and obviously we'll, we'll check you off on, the, on our COVID checklists and we're all safe and conscious and, and all that sort of stuff. Aye. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Paul, listen, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, we'll chat to you very soon. Very best of luck now with your next fixture. Pleasure, Kelly. Thank you very much. And we look forward to getting you up to there to them for them uh, We special hats. Looking forward to being there. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a party. You, you're saying about uh, Robbie with uh, Taylor's outfit. That's stuck in my head now for the yes. next two weeks. <laughs> he's he's going to he's, he's kill us when he hears that. Do you know what? He won't. He'll laugh more than anyone. Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I hear he's got a lovely set of pants, lovely set of legs. So we'll, we'll maybe have to test that out and see if yeah. he has. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool, Paul. Chat to you later. Thanks. See you, Kelly. So guys, that brings me to the very end of my first ever solo segment on the Domestic Game Podcast. I think Robbie is also recording his own solo segment this week and next week we should have the band back together um, and record the episode together as normal. I would like to take a moment just to thank uh, Paul O'Donnell um, who joined me on the podcast this evening. He also asked me to give a little shout out to O-lineman Mark Gillen who is on the Vipers board and had an absolute beast of a game on Sunday. So there you go, Mark. We got you in just before the end and uh, apologies that we left you out. I also am sickened because I introduced Paul as the pioneer of doom when actually in fact the nickname is the pensioner of doom um but sure look at he's still young and sprightly at the ripe old age of 49 many more years of him playing qb still left i'd also like to thank the giants players who uh got in contact during the week that was gas thank you so much for the feedback also everybody that has inputted given encouragement comments feedback we welcome it all we appreciate it all it helps us to guide what we're what content that we're creating um and make it more enjoyable for you um so look at please feel welcome to get in contact with either myself and robbie at any stage um through the socials the domestic game um or through our americafootball.ie email account as always my email is k-e-l-l-y underscore d-w at americafootball.ie robbie's is r-o-b-b-i-e underscore c-a at americafootball.ie we want to hear from you we want your input and uh yeah so please get in contact